Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 129. One of our long-time listeners, Budgie Jointed, has asked for our England squad to face the Barbars, but who are we to deny him? You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, as promised, we are here this week to discuss all things Barbars. Um, and of course, I'm joined, as always, by Dan. Hi, mate. Hi, mate. This is uh, this is quite an interesting one, because to me, this is a slightly different Barbars match to usual. Uh, in, in what respect? So, I, I think normally the Barbars game for the England players is very much about looking at who could potentially be... Oh, a future England player who could perhaps live on this level. Whereas to me, this one is about who could make the World Cup squad. It's kind of, yeah, almost like a, a pre-World Cup warm-up game. Warm-up game. Yeah, exactly. Whereas before it might be looking at a player like a, for argument's sake, a, this is actually a bad thing, but say, I, I don't know, an Ollie Forley thinking, could he one day sit in an England shirt does he look like he might be able to handle it? Whereas now, although I still think he's <laughs> talked about in this, it's about not whether could he one day, it's about could he in the next four in months. In a couple of months, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I don't disagree with you. But um, just a quick caveat, guys. Um, so the more astute of you will recall that I have mentioned that I'm going to be away. And in fact, I am right now, uh, well, hopefully sitting on a beach in Portugal. Um, but we're, we're pre-recording this uh, so as to ensure that we stick to our uh, our plan of bringing you an episode every week. Obviously, because it's the Barbars uh, episode, um, what's going on, what the you know, current current events and what have you are less important. It does mean we can't cover the results of the Premiership final weekend, uh, but we'll get back onto that once I'm back. Um, but yes, yeah, so if, if anything does change as a result of things in the news, uh, it's not that we're being dumb and not realising. It's because we have pre-recorded it and uh, what we're going to discuss today is based on the way things are as of right now. And right now is just after the end of the last episode you listened to. So um, hopefully that will explain any uh, misunderstandings. But um, anyway, it doesn't change what we're here to talk about, Dan. Um, And as mentioned, um, Budgie Jointed, who's who's written us a number of reviews and uh, has, has emailed in a few times, who asked us to do this episode, and, and rightly so, uh, he put together his, I was going to say 15, but he went full on 23. Not only that, he put together a 23 for the Barbars too, which we'll come on come on to at the end. Um, but we're going we're gonna to take a look at what, what we would, I guess what we would like to see. Yeah, I think so. I think it's what we'd like to see. We realise that, there's things that will change it, such as who makes the Premiership final and all that. But um, yeah, but that doesn't change what we would like, even though we, we know we probably can't. Uh, you know, yeah. we, don't, we don't always get what we want in life. We uh, certainly and, don't. And this may be one of those situations. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at uh, what Mr. Jointed uh, has put together and we'll look at what we've put together um, and... You know, a few comparisons in there, and um, and yeah, just sort of discuss what we what we think we might see, what we what we hope to see uh, on the second of June, uh, which of course we won't be doing a semi live episode as we do for uh, the test matches, mainly because I'm going to be at the game, so we can't. 
Um, I did think about trying to contact someone at the at the RFU at Twickenham and see if we could find like a little uh, uh, media room or something where we could do like a live pod. But it seems no one wants to get back to me. Apparently, we're not big big fish. I I, I think that's probably a fair um, from them and our analysis that we're not big enough so i i understand I know, that i don't know do they not know um, who we are no they pro- they probably won't have a clue who we are and, and, and <laughs> that understandably the, so could be the issue all right well look let's yeah. let but but however we will of course bring uh we'll bring them bring our listeners a follow-up to that game so we will do a review of the match and uh, we will of course watch it i'll be there dan i'm sure you'll be uh, paying close attention on the old tv screens you'll probably pick up more than i will um as is often the case um, and then, yeah, we'll we'll kind of summarise that game the following week. Uh, so it won't be left out, but it won't come as a, a live episode, unfortunately. Um, but yes, let's should we start with the? Do you want to start with the backs or the forwards? Um, let's start with the forwards. And and bear in mind, so it was Budgie Jointed who sent us this team. So he sent us this team a while back. So twenty <laughs> fourth of March. It, if there's any like injuries or things that change since then, that's obviously not his thing. He knows a lot about his rugby, doesn't he? He does. And just caveat: the, so he's done this barbarian side, and it's awesome. And we're going to come on to that because because I do like the side he's picked. We're not going to do a barbarian side simply because, as good as the one he selected is, it could be anything, couldn't it? It's an invitational. Yeah. There's been no, there's been nothing as far as I'm aware um, yet. Uh, regarding who's been asked to be part of that team. Um, so to try and pick what we would want to see, I'm happy to just discuss what he would like to see because I'd quite like to see it too. So, yeah, we won't pick a barbarian side, but we will go through Budgie's selection there. We'll uh, go through his selection there. Yeah, and we're all about the England anyway, aren't we? So All um, about the England, that's correct. So, yes, um, let's start with... Well, yeah, so you, you've you've... Put together our team. He's put together yeah. his team, and we're going to do a comparison. So I've got his team in front of me. Um, so props. You've both you've both gone for, and I think rightly so, Harry Williams in one of those spots. You know, Harry Williams has been probably still is a uh, an England stalwart, albeit on the bench. Um, and I guess we want to we want to see. We haven't seen him in, in an England shirt for a little while. We just want to give him that that run out do we what's what's the thinking behind that yeah i i, I think so I, I think he's one of those still who may be on the periphery of um whether he's going to be going to the world cup so i i think that's the run out to see because the, world, the world cup's gonna we, we're gonna want at least three loose heads and three tight heads and three hookers aren't we i would have thought so because you, you, otherwise they're all playing every game yeah, I, 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 w- I would have thought so. I, I would have thought you'd need that. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I've gone uh, some props. I've gone Harry Williams, and then I've also gone uh, Jamal Ford Robinson. Oh, haven't um, seen him. He he went to Argentina, didn't he? I, I think he might have as a squad. I don't know if he got any game time. No, but I think he did. I think he did play in Argentina. Uh, I don't know. Oh, if, if, I, don't, I, I think possibly coming off the bench, so maybe he got kind of twenty minutes in one in one of the test matches, which isn't enough to determine his England future um, but yeah he he could well be a, a call up because Eddie has clearly shown an interest in him before and for, if memory serves he didn't do anything you know horrible that would suggest that Eddie had written him off um, Budgie has gone with 
and I don't even know who this is. This is how much I know about uh, forwards. But Val Rapava Ruskin. So he he's a good player. I'm I'm not sure. Firstly, I must admit I wasn't. Into, I didn't realise he was English qualified, so I don't know enough about. I I don't know enough about him. I'm, I'm pretty. I, I know MC. who he is. He sounds massive. I'm going to look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look at him as we're speaking because yeah, he does sound like a big man. Um, Russian, I suspect, or obviously not Russian because he's English. Oh well, he's not small. He is not small. 125 kilos. A meter ninety one. I don't know. I can't do the conversion, but that sounds big. A meter ninety one is is approximately six. I I would say that's about six three. Okay, okay. So yeah, uh, Georgia is is look. It looks like yeah, he's born in Georgia. So and we know what the Georgians are like in the scrum. So um, yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, as I say, he's a Gloucester player, isn't he? Uh, I, be- I, be- I don't know. I, I thought he yes, was, but yes, when yes, you said yes. that, it, it worried me. But he wasn't. He, he is, but yeah. I, apologies. We, we, you know, this is what isn't the first time. Won't be the last time. Um, we probably need to rattle through uh, a fair few of these because, frankly, our knowledge of certainly the front row is pretty limited. But um, I think two, two, two options there um, in Jamal Ford Robinson and uh, Valra Pavaroskin. Um, that, that kind of give the Barbars some of what it's about, which is maybe just to kind of take a few punts. Yeah, have a, have a look at some people that probably are nowhere near being selected for to, to go to the World Cup. Because of course we're not, you know, despite what you said at the beginning, this is not going to be about picking fifteen or twenty-three guys that all have a chance of making the World Cup. It's about having a few of them in in the mix, right? Yeah, I think so. But it, I, I think it's good to have still have some options. Like, look, look at these guys. Like, if if for example, there's a injury nightmare in the warm up games, could these guys step in? I think it's important to have them, even if they're thinking the reality is they're not going to go. But if yeah. suddenly there was know a nightmare, know who's at yeah. home and, and and available for the call up if if necessary. Because of course you can always you can fly people out, can't you? In the World Cup, if, if you get, yeah, get yeah, injuries, you can send people home and fly people out. So you need to know. Uh, you need to know who who's available for that for those purposes. This is very true. Um, interesting one here. So Hooker, you've gone Harry Thacker. Yes. Um, Budgie has gone Dylan Hartley, and the reason I think this is particularly interesting, I I, I think Dylan Hartley is probably the well. I think there's a big there's a big question gets answered here. I think if Dylan Hartley gets selected. And obviously, is the captain on the day. It shows that Eddie still sees Dylan Hartley as his, or certainly one of his key leaders in this World Cup squad. Um, and I think it, it, it answers the question of is Dylan Hartley going to go to the World Cup and and you know play an important part? And I think if he, if he selects him in this team, I think the answer is yes. If he doesn't select him in this, he hasn't seen him in England shirt for God knows how long. Hartley is available now, right? Uh, I, 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 be- I, I believe so. Do you know what? I, I don't actually know. I think he's back. Hartley's um, got on my radar. I believe he is. And therefore, um, and therefore, yeah, I, I, I can't see Eddie not selecting him in this if he wants him involved in the World Cup. If he doesn't select him and he's available, that sends the message to me that Dylan Hartley's time is up. So but the reason I've gone Harry Packer, and fair enough, it's his own coach, Pat Lamb, who's like to say this. But as Pat Lamb said about Harry, Harry Packer's been absolutely amazing. 
And Pat Lamb said, if he was a Kiwi, he would be on their radar. That's how good he's been. So I think Harry Packer is someone who can't be ignored right now. The rugby he's playing, I think, is brilliant. To me, Jamie George is the starting hooker, and he's the starting hooker by a bit of a standout way. I think it's hard to sort of replace him. So that's why I've gone Harry Packer. I, I actually think the way playing at the moment, to me, Harry Packer's above Dylan Hartley in the pecking order. Fair enough. I mean, obviously... We're not going. To, we're going to go through fifteen players rather than the full twenty-three. But you know, twenty-three will be selected for the Barbars. So there's an opportunity to see both of them, and there's no reason why in a Barbars game where it's all about getting a, a kind of a look at you know more than more than one player. Um, why they need it doesn't need to be a kind of twenty-minute changeover. They could do half half a game each um, to give Eddie an opportunity to see to see a little bit more. So you know, there are options there. Uh, yeah. but, but I do think, I mean, what are your thoughts on what I was saying about the Dylan Hartley so, yeah, but, question? So, so, so I see where you're coming from. I, I mean, I, I think the fact that they've, um, and whether this is official or unofficial, I think they've committed to uh, Owen Farrell as the captain. So that part perhaps has taken a bit away from Dylan Hartley. Thing. Not saying that he doesn't add massive value in the camp, but... I think the fact that Owen Farrell's been basically said to be the World Cup captain and the fact that Jamie George, to me, is the outstanding hooker. Dylan Hartley, I'm not sure he's, I'm not sure he's on that plane. Interesting. I, I think if you go for form, the three hookers I would take at the moment, and the thing is, Dylan Hartley's such an unquantity, but for me, I would go Jamie George, Luke Cowan Dickey and Harry Facker. Very interesting, Daniel. Well, we'll see if uh, if if he if Eddie follows your lead um, on the second of June, or if he goes down a more traditional route, because there will be the question of captaincy um, as well for this game. Um, although you know there are options there too. So then, moving into the second row, you have gone. What have you gone? You've gone Dave Atwood and Dave Nick, Atwood and Nick, Nick Sekwe. So I think Nick Sekwe. Tick, yeah, I think we definitely, you know, he is he is on the fringes already. You know, he's not yet made it into the awesome foursome, but he's he's knocking at the door. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough door to get through um, because England are not short of quality uh, in the second row. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, it makes sense to see more of him in an England shirt. Um, I mean, Dave Atwood obviously has been knocking at the door for some time. Uh, and who has uh, he's gone with Michael Rhodes so oh. so Michael Rhodes is back row is he not uh, this is a good question so so Michael Rhodes is back <coughs> back row I to, to me Michael Rhodes isn't a You're right yeah second row option so he, he's back row and, and yeah he's been involved in the he's been involved with the uh, yeah his position flanker he's not I, I don't know if that was a mistake because He's been involved with the England squad as a back row, and he's great as a back row and a great player. But he's not a second row. I, I think I think by budgie that may have just been a typo. A typo, yeah. So so Dave Atwood wins. Uh, I I think so. Dave Atwood next. So there are of course other options, but um, there are. Well, at the end because Budgie's gone for a full twenty-three. Um, so we'll, we'll I'll read out his his uh, replacements, and then obviously yeah, if there's anyone in there you think oh didn't think of him. 
then there's the option to, to drop them in. But um, let's move on to the back row then, talking of it. Um, he has gone with uh, a stalwart and therefore potential captain if if Dylan Hartley is not involved in um, Chris Robshaw. Okay. Um, possibly to... Prov- I mean, I don't... It's, do we think Chris Robshaw is still on the radar for the World Cup? I think he might be still on the radar. I think Eddie does rate him a lot. In which case, his leadership obviously is valuable, and so I could see, I could see this selection for the for the, the, the game. The only thing I'd say about Chris Robshaw: how much more are we going to learn from him? Well, like, we're, we're not. We're Chris not, Robshaw's but... a great player. I don't think we need to put him in that position. I, I think. I think he's a known entity. Let's, but let's not forget, like you, you can't just go and shove fifteen unknown entities on the pitch and then expect them to, to for, for it all to come, to, to come yeah. together. You yeah. kind of need a little bit of a mixture um, in order to, and this may be where we're getting this very wrong because he may decide he needs more of his regulars, which I would, which I would understand, in order to see how the the question marks kind of perform in a in a group that's a possibility during a World Cup. Um, so at the very least, I think Chris Robshaw offers, you know, something valuable in being a known entity. Um, yeah. And then, and then I think both of you have gone um, Ben Curry as one of the other second row, as one of the other back row. Uh, he's gone. Uh, you've gone six for Ben Curry. He's gone seven. But uh, for now, let's not worry too much about that. Hundred um, uh, percent. You know, we know how good Tom Curry's been. We've talked. Um, on numerous occasions about how great it would be to, to, to see both brothers, both of the twins uh, on the pitch together. Um, and I'm sure when they, when they first came on the scene, I'm sure all the chat was that Ben was the better, the better player. I'm not sure that's the case anymore, but um, if they're good, you know, if Ben is good enough to potentially be considered as good, if not better than his brother, then he's got to be seen in an England shirt, right? I, I, I don't I don't think he can be as good as his brother. I don't think ever made him many, if anyone's as good as his brother. Um, but if he's if it, like you say, if he's near that par, which I think he probably is, I'd love to see Ben Curry there at six. For me, I, I would absolutely love to see him run out, and I think we will. I think he's probably yeah one. I agree. I think he's one that's that's got to be someone that anyone wants to look at. Um, you didn't go Rob Shaw. You went Ted Hill. Uh, I yeah I went Ted Hill at seven because obviously he got called up in the autumn. Ted Hill is uh, definitely a star of the future. I'd like to see where where he is now. Um, he had that game against I can't remember if it was against Japan or whoever it might have been against, but he uh, T- Ted Hill's a great player. So yeah, my on the flanks I've gone Curry and Ted Hill. Nice um, number eight. I think you're probably reaching, uh, but we'd both quite like to see this. Uh, you've, got, you've gone Don Armand. I have gone Don Armand. My caveat to that was, I don't know what's going on with Sam Simmons at the moment. Um, so I I would like to see Don Armand. But eight had a few because there was Zach Mercer I was thinking about, there was Sam Simmons. But overall, I'd like to see Don Armand. To me, Don Armand is still one of the best players in England. And I, I don't, Personally, want to rule him out. I don't believe he will be picked. But no. I mean, uh, Budgie's gone. Alex Dombrant. Yeah, he's um, a good player. He's a really good player. I just think it's a bit soon for him. Do see so the other thing I'm just thinking is is although we you know he's a he's a very known entity, um, he's kind of become a known entity at six. 
Could Mark Wilson get a call up? Because Eddie wants to see a little bit more of him in the eight shirt as a as a sort of an option. No, I don't think so. I I, I think I think Wilson's been good enough. He he's and possibly as well because of the way Newcastle have have done and, and the fact they've gone down. Oh, so it's so... another opportunity just to get him back into. Uh, you know, get get him out of that sort of funk and back into uh, an England shirt and just, you know. Yeah, I, I, arguably, I, I don't think Mark Wilson needs to be need needs to do that game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's move on to the backs, um, and we'll we'll start at nine and work our way up. Um, so you've said Ben gone Ben Spencer. He's gone Danny Care. Both, both are I guess known entities. Danny Care has been out of uh, Eddie's eye line for a little while, but he did. He was injured. Um, I think Danny Care has been playing really well as well. He's, yeah, he's playing well again. Uh, obviously, we don't know yet whether he will be involved in the Premiership uh, in the finals because. You know, Quinns could still could well still be part of that, so that might, you know, have an impact. Likewise with uh, with Ben Spencer, probably more likely. Yeah. Um. So so, what other options are there? If if both of them are potentially, you know, we can't can't go down that route. What do we do? Well, you've got. Well, I should say you've got Wigglesworth, but, but you know he's He'll he's be likely to be involved. He'd be likely to be involved as well. So. You've got a Robson, maybe a Dan Robson. If is, he's, well, no, Dan, no, is he back yet? No, no, no. Because I think Dan Robson is it's still like an unknown illness. No, no, they, they, they gave they've given a time period. He's he could be back. He will be back for the World Cup if that the last time period I heard. He'll be back in time for World Cup. Um, uh, who else? So to me, it has to be either Care Spencer Wigglesworth. I don't think Robson will be back for this game, but Kerr, Spencer, Wigglesworth, um, Ben Young's obviously out. I don't think there's a need for him. No. Uh, there's a few young ones. There's the young fellow at Exeter, whose name I've completely forgot, but it's that he's been called up for England before. He's a good player. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd like to see, if Saracens don't make the final, I'd like to see Ben Spencer there. Just to just to kind of have him actually play rather than just sit on the bench. Yeah, to have him play, he's been playing really well, Saracens. Um, yeah, fair so, enough. Fair enough. I, yeah, um, it, I mean, if Ben Spencer's unavailable, Danny Care's available. Would you would you get seeing Danny Care in there, or do you think he's too much of a known entity that Eddie doesn't need that? Or is this another example of where you know having your having your your scrum half as someone who knows the score, albeit maybe he's not number one choice at the moment, is a good thing. To me, I I wouldn't have Danny Kerr there because he, to me, he should be in that World Cup squad. If he's in, if it's a debate whether he's in the World Cup squad, then put Danny Kerr there because give Danny Kerr the chance to prove himself because I think we need to take Danny Kerr to the World Cup. I'm a massive fan. Yeah, I actually think Danny Kerr is currently considered um, number two. Uh, I I I would agree but, with. But you he there. was in, but he was injured. I have a feeling. But uh, but yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, let's let's leave scrum half alone for a minute. Ten is. You, well, you you both feel the same way. We all feel the same way about this one. We talked about it at the beginning uh, of the last episode. Um, Danny Cipriani, surely, 
surely. I mean, I, although I guess we don't want to see him because he he got this sort of opportunity once before, didn't he? And he came out and he bossed it, and you know, albeit England lost. Um, and then everyone said, "Yeah, he's got to be part of the squad." He was part of the squad off the back of it, and then it all sort of fell apart. But we want to see Danny Cipriani back in the ten shirt, don't we? Yeah, I think so. To me, it was it was a shootout between two, either Danny Cipriani or Marcus Smith, yeah. and I, Danny Cipriani, like we said, I mean, we've, we've exhausted this, but you know, players, player, in my mind, quite likely player of the season. I, I want to see Danny Cipriani in that ten shirt. I mean, Marcus Smith will be on the bench if he's not starting. Uh, I would have thought, so. and I agree. I think Marcus Smith is if that, if for whatever reason Danny Cipriani is not. Uh, selected yep. and assuming that yeah he's available, I think Marcus Smith um, is probably the right call for that ten shirt. Fine. Yeah. Um, so on the wings, uh, again, you've both gone Denny Solomona on one wing. Uh, makes sense. He has gone Nathan Earl, who I believe is actually injured, isn't he? Yeah, Nathan Earl now is injured and long term injury. At the time, he wasn't, and I think, and I fully understand that choice. And I probably would have gone the same. However, had- you have gone. I've gone Oliver Adromeda Hawley. Adromeda? Uh, allegedly so, according to Wikipedia. So apparently his parents wanted him to get the shit kicked out of him at school. But, uh, but he got big uh, and, and, yeah. Yeah, he got big and very good at rugby, so they left him be. But, yeah, Ollie Hawley, to me, has been uh, one of the finds of the season. He's got young players of the year. I think he's earned it. Yeah, I think it's fair. I don't think he'll find yeah, I don't think he'll fight his way to World Cup score because I think we've got such good wingers. And so much strength in depth on yeah. in, in the back three generally. Um But uh, you yeah, know, I think that's I think that's a good shout. Um as you say, that the the back three generally in England there's there's an awful lot even outside of the ones that we already consider to be the kind of the England crop, there's you know, you could probably pick five, six, seven, eight, nine others you know, and, and they'd all They'd all do a job, so um, I'm okay with that. That works for me, and I think uh, I think you know it, he's he's earned the right to put on an England shirt, albeit not for an official cap. But that's right now; that doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So why not? Um, okay, centres. Uh, this is an interesting one. So he's got a bit more traditional in Lazowski twelve, uh, Joe Marchant thirteen. We've seen both of them. We've seen quite a bit of Alex Lewowski, um from a from a sort of trying people out perspective. Um, he's a good games. player, and he's play, he's a good player, and he's playing well for Tauris. He is one thing. So he's got him at twelve with Joe Marchant outside him at thirteen. Yeah, uh, Eddie appears to have decided that the twelve shirt needs to be a big runner. Yeah, um, having moved Farrell to ten. Um, or at least you know, just to, for the first half, you know, until until Ford come, comes on, if that is what happens. Um, Lazowski obviously is not that; he's more of a what Farrell would become. Uh, uh, so minutes, second then, second ball player, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you, on the other hand, uh, and you know, again caveated with the, depending on what happens in the the playoffs, uh, have gone with Brad Barrett. I just think I just think his his impact for Saracens is so huge that I understood why he wasn't being considered for England anymore. He's maybe not the most skillful thing. I I think Brad Barrett has been so good at playing and 
I, I want to be careful how I word this, but at playing, let's call it the Brad Barrett form of rugby, that isn't necessarily the all singing, all dancing. Yeah, but he's not always pretty. Yeah, he's so good at that. But I think his name now must be looked at again as a potential England player. If, like, what was it in the Champions Cup? And my things, I think he made 28 tackles, 28 tackles made, missed none. And he'd like carried the ball like 20 times. I think a player like that, you could not ignore. So I'd like to see, if he's available, I'd like to see Brad Barrett back in an England top and being talked about as a potential a potential outside chance for a World Cup because yeah. he's not going to let you down. Let's put it that way. Well, this, you, and, and you know, you, you say Brad Barrett and England at the, in, in the same sentence and it immediately makes you think of, I think it was against Australia, blood pouring down his face and just collision after collision, just preventing, you know, just defensively, you know, a, a wall. Not pretty Mate. in the not pretty in the slightest. I think I think pretty much every time he put in a hit, it was just a sort of he just turned himself into a wall. It was you know there was no there was no kind of massive knocking people back in the hits. It was like I'm just going to stand here and you're going to try and run into me and you're not going to go anywhere and I'm going to get my face smashed in. But that's okay because I'm doing it for England. Do you remember the game? I think I I, I do remember. There's that that's like every game he plays. Yeah, uh, but but I do remember. I think that. Brad Barrett has been hit so much that he's become so hard <laughs> that it, it just doesn't matter anymore. I honestly think he's, I, I, th- I, th- I think he's like something from the X-Men. He's just made of just pure steel. And he probably is hard steel now with the amount of sort of operations he's had. The guy is, the guy just will absolutely not back down to anything. Like literally he could have a tank just driving at him and he will try and smash it. He'll have a go. He'll have a go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I'd like to see it. Um, let's, let's give him another shot. I don't know how many caps he has. He's obviously got a few, but um, you know, the way, he, as you say, the way he's playing and, and there, there is a difference between club and country um, and maybe it would end up being a mistake. But I think, as you say, he's earned, he's probably earned the right uh, just with how good he's been to and, have another shot at it. And leadership wise, we know he's, you know, he's another leader captain yeah. of a, of a, of, you know, the best team in Europe. Exactly. And, and he's like you say, he's got a few cats. He's not let England down. Yeah. yeah. He, he would not let England down. Would he offer the dynamics? Oh my God. I can't even fucking speak English. right Dynamism now. Dynamism. Well, <laughs> the, the dynamic dynamism. ability, the dynamism, that's it. Of, of even somebody like a Tulagi, who's just so, Powerful at breaking the line, not not necessarily, or or even a TA. Does does he have necessarily their one-off impact, their you know sort of their game-changing impact? Probably not. But over eighty minutes, what he can offer, I think, is phenomenal. So I'd like to see him so the Chris back Rob in the Shaw, conversation. The Chris Robshaw of the backs. Only, the Chris- only he hasn't started to dip. He's he's kind of just continued to rise. Yeah, he's 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 gone. It's it's gone weird how good he's playing. Like like to a point where I'm like, should should somebody like test this guy to see if he's human? Like he just doesn't seem he the punishment he's willing to put his body through is absolutely immense. I'm a massive fan. We we would never have guessed, Dan. Now the other the other centre you've gone for is JJ. Um, and I think this is one where we probably do need to see him back. Um, 
you know, he, he is back. Uh, he's playing playing pretty well for Bath. Um, yep. He used to be one of Eddie's absolute go-tos and he hasn't had a lot of time in an England shirt because of injuries. So I think I think we need to see him. So I, I agree with you again. I think JJ for me would be a, a good shout for this game. And obviously, yeah. you know, being there, I'd like to see him out in an England shirt. So sorry, Budgie, we, we're, we're sacking off both the centres, I'm afraid. So, so Budgie picked Joe Margin. I, 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 I like uh, bearing in mind also he picked earlier in the season where JJ was injured and things. So yes. I've had a, I have had a slightly uh, advantage. But Joe Margin, I think, is a great player. I just think this World Cup's a World Cup too soon. Whereas I, I want to see JJ back in. I'd love to see JJ and Barrett play together and see how that hit. JJ Barrett and Cipriani play together. I'd love nice. to see how that worked. It would be. It would certainly be uh, one to watch, and hopefully we'll get the opportunity. Uh, finally, fullback, and this is an interesting one because you got European Player of the Year Alex Good, who yeah. a lot of people want to see in a fifteen shirt. You've got Anthony Watson back from injury, um, not you know, like JJ, not had a lot of game time, but you know was once upon a time Eddie's absolute go-to. Um, obviously now Eddie appears to be leaning towards Elliot Daly, but you know Elliot Daly's probably not going to be playing in this game. Um, and in you know you've and you've gone Jason Woodward. Yeah, who, who did Budgie go for? He's gone Goody. I think he's right. I, I I think he's probably right. I went Jason Woodward. Jason Woodward, I think last season was better than he's been this season, but still, I think he's been injured a bit. Um, I just, I just kind of wanted to see another option. I, I actually think Budgie's right here. I, I, I think Good would be the person to play here. And, and potentially, you know, we're, you know, completely just making stuff up. But yeah, the, the meeting that Danny Cipriani alluded to having with Eddie Jones, you know, as part of a small group, maybe it was saying, look, I'm going to give you guys a run out in the Barbars game. I know it's not a full cap, but I want to see certain things, and this is what I'm looking for. Um, again, Alex Good is another one who <laughs> may not be available. Um, because of uh, because of the the, the the likelihood of Saris being part of the playoffs, but if he is, um, I agree. I think I think he would be one uh, definitely to see in an England shirt, and just just to show that Eddie's not oblivious to to what is very clearly being shoved right in his face um, in terms of the quality of some of the guys that haven't been given their their, their proper chance yet. Um, and I think I think he owes it to these individuals, he owes it to the team as it exists right now, and he owes it to the fans to be to, to at least say, look, I'm not I'm not blind and and yeah, fair enough. They've they've proven themselves worthy uh, you know, so I'm gonna give them a shot and I'm gonna look at them. And then as we've said uh, as we said in our last episode, it's then up to Eddie as the the boss man to to make the call about what his team will look like. But um you you've got to give people their, their chance. Oh. Oh, that's uh, that's Arch apparently barking at nothing. Um, did he? He obviously agreed with me. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's like, come on, come on, Akers. Of course, that's the answer. Come on, mate. Okay. Well, um, uh, before we move on to Budgie's Barbars game, the other the other players that he threw in the mix as his replacements: uh, Lewis Boyce, Jack Singleton, Will Collier, Jack Clifford, Zach Mercer, yeah. of course, um, who's potentially another shout at eight um, starting. Dan Robson, who you've obviously mentioned, caveated with, will he be back from injury? Marcus Smith, who we've talked about as, I think, yeah, on the bench if if Cipriani uh, 
is 10, probably starting if Cipriani's not selected at 10. And Nick, Nick Tompkins. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think I quite like, you know, when I first booked these tickets, my missus has never been to Twickers and she's getting more and more into her rugby. So I wanted to take her and, yeah, this, this is one of the cheaper games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, whatever, mate, whatever, that's fine. I was um, busy that weekend. What, but anyway, I, uh, oh, no, no, I, I, I contemplated asking if you wanted to come and decided not to. <laughs> no, 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 that makes me feel good about myself. Someone needs to watch the game on TV, mate, and, you know, pick up the, the things that you can't see live. Um yeah, because you apparently you can't record TV. That that's not possible these days, prick. <laughs> say, say it again. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, um, what, and, and I've lost my train of thought. All well, your your chatter. Um, yes, I was concerned that it was going to be one of those games where you know you kind of just saw a whole load of players you didn't really know anything about. It's a bit of a fun day out, but it's not really getting an opportunity to go and see England, whereas I'm feeling a lot more like this is another warm-up game, albeit a slightly B-side warm-up game. But nevertheless, I think it will be a really interesting one if Eddie does go down the route of treating it this way. Are and you trying to piss me off? I really hope he does. Yeah. No, th- thanks for that, Judas. Uh, no, I, I, I'm i with you, mate. I, I think this game, like we said earlier, I don't think this is like a normal Barbars match where it is about... A lot of it's about exhibition. A lot of it's... I, I think this... A lot of this is about... Um, this has to be taken as another tool to you, to be used for World Cup selection and, and World Cup preparation. Yeah. By the way, I think tickets are still available because it's a double header. So the women are playing... For the very first time, England women are playing the uh, women's barbars at sort of half 12 and then the men kick off at half three. So it's a so, full day out. Both games are included in the ticket price. Uh, I will look into I, that. I believe tickets are still available, so you know you can you can look into it yourself, you lazy bastard. <laughs> I, I, I will look into it, but don't, Any, don't, don't expect me to come say hi. I don't want you to. <laughs> oh, perfect. My missus has specifically uh, said, don't book the tickets at the same time because I don't want him sitting anywhere near us. <laughs> anyway, uh, we did say we were going to go through uh, Budgie's Barbar's team, and I'm glad that we are because it's an interesting one. So, um, first of all, in the forwards, he's gone Joe Marler with, uh, nice. with Tolafua and uh, John Afoa. Um, wow! So big, big front row, <laughs> um, and obviously it'd be great to see Marla. Uh, Marla's become—I don't think he'd do it—but he's become uh, quite funny since leaving the England camp. Just with the chat, especially on like Twitter and stuff, he just doesn't care anymore. And some of the things that he says are hilarious. Um, if you haven't listened, uh, James Haskell has a podcast now, um, which is also very amusing and worth a listen. And there's a great episode with. Um, with the two of them talking about the various issues they've had over the years, so I would highly recommend checking that out. But uh, yeah, that would be cool to see uh, to see Marlow out there. Um, he's gone with Luke Charteris and James Horwell uh, in the second row. I love Horwell. And speaking of uh, the Archbishop of Banterbury himself, obviously retiring at the end of this season. What a what an awesome! You know, he wanted to, he wanted to go out uh, post World Cup um, in style. It's not going to happen. Cause, oh, actually, what we're talking about, he's injured. Ah, he's he's selected Haskell, but he's injured, and that's why he's... um... How long is he injured for? I thought he was still hoping to make it back just in time. I hope Haskell, even if he's 
injured. I hope he's involved in that bar bar squad. Mascot, mascot. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, team manager, like the yeah, yeah. social secretary. The thing whatever. like James Haskell, despite what people say, he'd happily go and be water boy. Oh, of course he just, would. Yeah, just, yeah. To, just to be there, put on the shirt. But yeah, so he, well, anyway, we'll 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 pretend that Haskell is fit as a fiddle, um, but not quite fit enough to play for England. Uh, and he's got Haskell, George Smith at seven, and then Jerome Kano at eight. Wow! <laughs> so that would be a pretty uh, a pretty interesting uh, front uh, forward pack. Um, in the backs, <clears throat> Reese Webb at nine with Quade Cooper at ten. Okay. Z- uh, Zebo and Julian Surveyor on the wings. Uh, <laughs> Francis Saley. I don't know who that is. At twelve. Yeah, yeah. Who does he play for? I, I don't know who he plays for, but I know who he is. I know who like, I know the name. I can picture him. And then Fekatoa at thirteen, um, with uh, and I get always I struggle to say the name Charles P- Piertau Piertau <laughs> uh, at fifteen, um, and then yeah replacements Benno Abano, um, who I guess is not a. I I, actually, I, I, actually, I don't think, I don't think he's earned a place on the. Uh, I don't think he's earned a place on the Barbas team just yet. Well, so so Ben Obano, Dave Ward, Kieran Brooks, Donica Ryan, Stephen Luatua, Lua uh, Ruan Pinar, uh, Dan Carter slash uh, uh, Sopoanga, if Carter can't be convinced, and then Jason Woodward um, as the final replacement. Now, just to caveat all of that, he says, one, he says, I know I've missed some players, really wanted to try and get uh, Sopoanga in there, but seeing Quade Cooper go against Sips was too much to pass up. Um, oh, that that's a great shout. He says, Barbar's front row replacements are fringe English boys. Uh, he thought the more English props Eddie can get a look at in one game, the better. Um, Dave Ward pisses everyone off, so should add a bit of niggle somewhere. Plus, I'm a back like us, so uh, his front row knowledge is limited, but clearly more superior than ours. Um, he, he knows his shit, doesn't he? He's, <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's switched on. He then goes on to say, if the French are still being stupid and are not picking Teddy, Toma and uh, Vakatawa, then uh, he'd find a spot for those two as well. Uh, he says, let, let, him, let me know your thoughts or any changes to the signs that you'd make. Uh, like I said previously, I think this would make a pretty good pod listen. Um, hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't already guessed, I'm budgie jointed. Have no idea why uh, and don't know how to change it on iTunes. Um, he says he also did one. Uh, he also says, did one or both of you play for East Grinstead? Might be making that up, but seem to remember it coming up on a previous pod. I I used to play for East Grinstead, yeah. yeah. Might have been another pod, come to think of it. But if, I used to play for East Grinstead under Toby Booth. He says, if so, fuck G-Force. <laughs> Does that mean something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, G, G-Force of the East Well, worthy East Grinstead first team. They've, um, they, they got sort of disbanded over and sort of internal squabbles. Uh, does he say who he plays for? No, because he, he's cracking pod boys. Keep it up. He then says, P.S. Uh, how about we just keep calling me Budgie Jointed because we do have his real name uh, and not revealing my real name so my teammates don't call me King Knowles. Um, so <laughs> I may have already given away too much. They might have been able to work it out. Um, but um, finally, he then sent a second email in which he said, P.P.S. Um, throw, throw Woodward out and put Honey Badger on the bench. Oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> So that's amazing. And Budgie Jointed, let us know who you play for. I'm guessing fuck G Force. I'm guessing perhaps it was he, Forsham, something like that. Um but 
God, yeah, yeah. But Honey Badger on Revenge would be awesome. Just, just for the post-match interview. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to have him yeah, anywhere he... near a camera would yeah, exactly. be amazing. Exactly. So that, that would be a pretty, uh, pretty interesting barbars. As I said, we're not going to attempt to come up with our own barbars team because yeah, we could be here all day. Um, because I'm sure there's a lot of people we could do, but we really appreciate the time that uh, you've taken, Budgie, uh, to put that together. That's been awesome. And, uh, and really, it's given us everything we needed to do an entire episode. So um, thanks for that. It saved us a bit of time. Um, guys, hope that uh, at least gives you some feeling of what we can expect or what we'd like to see in a couple of weeks' time when England take on the Barbars at Twickers on the 2nd of June. Um, as I say, I think there are tickets still available, so you should probably check them out if you fancy um, getting down there. And no doubt uh, Dan will not do that, but... Um, We'll complain about it in the next episode. We shall oh, see. Of we shall see. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that you want to add to this one, Dan? Um, mate, no. Only that I hope it rains in Portugal. It's very, it's very kind of you. <laughs> right. You're welcome. At, at the moment, I think it's 25 degrees every day for 10 days while we're there. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but let's just, yeah, touch wood. I hope it stays that way. Uh, guys, Sorry, we couldn't bring you a live episode, so we won't. We're not obviously covering the results of the Premiership, and you'll probably know what's going on now. But um, we will cover that once I'm back, um, along with the Barbars game. Um, and yeah, just for me to say th- once again, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, if you want to get in touch, uh, whether you want to share some ideas on future episodes, if you've got any questions for us at England Rugby Pod on uh, Facebook or Twitter, um, or you can email us, englandrugbypod at gmail.com. And if you get the opportunity to head over to iTunes, uh, and I believe there are other places you can review, but this is the only one I really know how to how to use. Get over there, give us a rating, give us a review, let us know what you think. It really helps us um, and keep spreading the word. We want to get as many of you tuning in as possible before the World Cup, which of course kicks off in less than four months, I think. So... We, uh, we look forward to uh, tuning in next time. Thanks, guys.